everybody. This is Jeff. Thanks for tuning in to episode 39 of the Real Person Real Needs podcast. I'm so excited that you tuned in. If this is your first time, I encourage you to go back and listen through the archives just to get to know what we're all about here. Basically, this podcast is chronicling my quest to be authentic and generous in the midst of a superficial and self-centered world. The real person is about authenticity and how we can use that, apply that to our careers, to our family lives, to every aspect of our lives. And then the generosity is the second pillar that we talk about, which is real needs, not meeting our income needs, not you know, getting that car that we always dreamed about, had the poster on our wall when we were growing up, real needs, people who are less fortunate than ourselves, people who don't have a home. People who don't have a family to call their own. So that's why we talk about philanthropy on this podcast. We talk about what we can do to position ourselves to you to change the world. And today what I want to talk about is a couple things actually. Just kind of more like a freeform episode. Uh, but first, before I continue, this time of year is the worst for me and my allergies. A lot of people, their allergies are springtime. Uh, mine in the fall, for some reason, just get hammered. I don't know if it's the mold, the decaying leaves, and the the moisture in the air from rain and whatever it is, but I just apologize. My nose is congested, and no amount of Nasonex or, or uh, medicine can handle it, and I don't like to over-medicate like some people, so if you'll bear with me, I, I would really appreciate your patience, uh, but just to kind of get you caught up on how things are going in in, uh, in my world... Uh, I, I recently released my first ebook or guide, whatever you want to call it, but it was based on the podcast series that we did a few weeks back where we took six weeks to talk about how you can turn your passion into your purpose. I encourage you to go online. The website is the number six, uh, the numerical value of six, I should say. It's not the words number six, but sixwordsbook.com. Go to sixwordsbook.com, download your free copy of the guide, Six words that will turn your passion into your purpose. I really appreciate that. But as we go, I, I've tried um, over the last week and I will I will do my best to continue. Um, I'm trying to really amp up my writing. And for those of you that know me, know that I do enjoy writing. Those of you that have stayed you know, a part of the podcast for some time know that I also have a blog and um, obviously now a book. So Seth Godin is famous. If you Google Seth, the the name Seth, Seth Godin comes up. I mean, that's just who it is. And uh, he blogs every day, which I find incredible. But he says that people should be, if you have a blog, you should be writing every day. Now, it doesn't mean you have to write something insane, but, you know, insanely long or like a novel. But I just find it amazing that he, he builds his life and business around a blog. Like I'm just pulling up his website right now. And Eastern Standard Time, it's 8.41 in the morning on Monday, and he already has a blog post up. I mean, I'm sure he writes a bunch of things and, and probably preloads it and, and automates it or whatever, but still. And they're short. They're not a long thing. So I'm going to really start to focus on that. So just to kind of keep you up to date, um, what's been going on in business and life Uh what I found really interesting is that being self-employed, 
there are days that I can work from the moment I wake up to 11 o'clock at night and then go to sleep and it starts over again. And then there are other days when, you know, there's not much on my plate. There's nothing immediately grabbing for my attention because either uh, the time of year and the, the, you know, my business and real estate can be seasonal, especially the end of the summer. It really just kind of calms down. And then in the heart of the wintertime, the holiday season, not much going on. So <clears throat> there are times when I can feel guilty about the fact that I don't have much going on. Um, but that's important. Why? That's why we talked about it in the series is having a plan and putting things into practice. And one of the things that I can do in those downtimes is writing, recording podcasts, positioning myself for you know, getting things out ahead of time. And ready so that when I do get busy, and that you know that's one thing I find interesting is like you you build up a schedule for yourself of of regular things to do, and then when you actually when that stuff starts to work and pay off, and you start to get busy as a result of that, you don't have the time invested or to invest in doing the thing that got you the business in the first place. So when it's slow, when it's downtime, you really got to take advantage of that and work on the things that are. Uh, what got you there essentially. But it's also important that we take some time and enjoy that time because, um, you know, if you work an 18 hour day, you have to, that something's got to give there. You got to rest. You got to relax and enjoy the time that you have. And I'm very guilty and I, and I feel convicted saying this, but I'm very guilty of just kind of finding busy stuff for myself to do, which isn't that important, but putting it on the same level as the important work that I do and then neglecting time with my kids or my wife, what have you. Because when I get a singular focus, it's very hard to break that focus. I, I'm not very good at putting things down and picking up again and starting over. It, it feels like I've lost the train of thought and you probably can relate to that. If you're in the middle of something, it's hard to stop when you're when the juices are flowing and that kind of thing. So it's important that we understand that there are ebbs and flows in the time that we have and it's important that we maximize our time so that when there is time to enjoy, to sit back and relax, we can take advantage of that time without feeling guilty about it. Um, for me right now, you know, I have a couple deals in the works and there's time when you're just kind of pushing things forward to settlement uh, and there's not much for you to do other than just continuing to create content, continuing to um, market and do the things that get you business in the first place. But those don't necessarily feel like busy, uh, important things because you're not seeing – you're not checking off a box, I guess, and saying that you did that. Um, but you know, one thing I – I have to retrain my brain and I've been self-employed now for – almost two full years and I still have to train my brain that time spent investing in my business is work. So if I'm reading about something, if I'm reading articles, if I'm learning how to do specific things, whereas I would do that in my free time before, that is actually time that I'm investing in improving myself and working on my business. Uh, same thing goes for now that I'm pursuing acting professionally and I'm getting paid to act. Time that I'm going to rehearsals, even though it's an enjoyable thing and I'm doing something that I love, it's hard to 
rewire my brain to realize that that is now work. That's time that I'm investing. It's not just a hobby anymore. Um, And it's hard to basically, because I lived so long thinking that work was a, uh, a hardship, work was difficult, and I hated my job for so long, it's hard to imagine and to retrain yourself into thinking that if you're enjoying something, it can still be work. Because for me, it's always been like the things that I do that I enjoy, that's the fun things that don't provide for my family. The things that help me provide for my family are the things that I hate to do, which is unfortunate. But that's one of the the, pl- the benefits of being self-employed. you know. And, and for those of us that are wired to be that way, and believe me, there's a it's not for the faint of heart, and I always say that. There are things that, that come along with it that uh, you know I don't recommend and I don't enjoy. Uh, one of those things being the fact that when you're self-employed, um, you have to delve into the health insurance market and figure that whole disaster out. And regardless of your political views, you can't honestly say that insurance and, and the system is better. It's not. I, don't, I really don't believe it is. Uh, especially it infects me more than than it used to now that I'm self-employed. But um, I've been trying to get in shape. Uh, that was one of my 2016 goals. So far, I've lost around 25 pounds this year. Um, from the time that I got married, which was in 2005, I'm actually down 60 pounds. Uh, I was very overweight when I got married, and now I'm down to be lighter than I was when I graduated from high school, which I was overweight my whole life. So I'm still working on it, still trying to get in shape. But one of the things that I started to do was running. And I ran a 5K back in April. And uh, at my church, they started to have throughout the summer men's basketball nights. So what I did was I decided to dust off my basketball sneakers, which are really just my running sneakers, and go play basketball with a bunch of guys trying to re relive their glory days as it were what i didn't realize is that when i got there it was a bunch of 20 year olds who were fresh off their high school team or playing in college whatever and i was way overmatched but i i did my best and i i you know i was actually pretty surprised pleasantly surprised i should say so i played a couple weeks and uh in the beginning of august i was playing i was doing my darndest to disprove the thesis proposed by the film White Men Can't Jump. So I'm <laughs> I'm running up and down the floor with these youngins and I'm, I'm doing my best to hold my own. And I got a fast break and I'm going and I felt my knee buckle. And that was the first time I've ever feel, had that feeling. It didn't pop like a lot of people say, but I knew that there was something that just wasn't right. So for the next few weeks, it felt really unstable. So I kind of favored it, put a, a brace on it, just you know iced it. And everything I read, it didn't seem like it was too severe because I didn't have any pain. It was just, it just felt a little weaker than my other knee. And there was no real pain though. So over time, it started to feel better, except that it would click and make this weird crunching sound <laughs> whenever I would try to squat. So I, being self-employed, I really try to limit my visits to the doctor because my, although I do have insurance, it's more like that, you know, catastrophic thing where it's a 60-40 split. So I have it if something really bad happens, but I'd rather not go. If I'm sick, I'll, I'll just kind of ride it out, take some medicine. I don't want to pay the copay, um, which is like five times what it was when I had a regular job. Um, so I've been putting it off because it doesn't really hurt. And probably what they would end up saying is rest it. We're not going to do surgery or anything. 
because everything I've been reading is that surgery is only for either athletes who have to get back in a certain amount of time and, and be really rigorous with their the joint or the, the, the ligament, whatever it may be, in a short amount of time, so they need it to heal fast, or like a catastrophic injury where they can't even walk or whatever. And since I've been totally fine, I hadn't impeded anything that I do on a regular basis, I just said, hey, I'm fine. So I was at rehearsal last week, and I re-injured it. And this time, it hurt more than the first time. Uh, and it was a strange feeling. It felt like I hit my phony bone in my whole body and I got lightheaded. And it, it really was startling. I started to feel a little dizzy and woozy. It really had like a, an effect on my whole body, which was a little concerning. Um, but then 30 minutes later, it felt fine again. But I've since started to realize that it's not fine. So I need to go to the doctor uh, and see what I got to do. And that's really frustrating because... You know, I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm trying to get in shape and then to have this setback. And it can be really discouraging. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that there's technology out there and everything's fine. And this isn't a oh, woe is me thing. But these are the types of things that come with being an entrepreneur. It's realistic plight of the self-employed. As much as I love doing what I do, and yeah, I love the fact that there are days when I can kind of sit back and relax a little bit and recover from an 18-hour day or a you know a, a seven-day week of 15-hour days, whatever it may be, I feel guilty about that until things like this happen. And then I kind of like, okay, this is kind of, this comes with the territory. There are certain sacrifices that come with being an entrepreneur, one of which is you have to pay for everything. Um, you know, you're not, you're not having someone take taxes out. You have to set aside your taxes. You're not being handheld, essentially. Um, and in some ways, that's good. And that's also why I say it's not for the faint of heart. Because when you work for the man, as I say, or as they say, um, you can put your insurance money aside. The company's paying for half of it or more. You're also putting your taxes aside. Everybody's doing things for you, and it's out of sight, out of mind. You're very involved in the nitty-gritty when you're self-employed, which I kind of like. Uh, I'm thankful, though, that God, so far, the injury hasn't prevented me from doing the things that I need to do and also from doing the things that I love to do. So I'm just going to continue to pray and see what's going to happen. Uh, I'll probably set up a, an appointment with the doctor. But again, like I said, I can walk. I can't run, but I can dance. I can do the things that I need to do for the show that I'm in. So it's just kind of a nuisance, really, uh, to figure out what i got to do with this injury. Um, but that's kind of what's been going on in my life, and I just wanted to take a moment to talk about, a little bit more about prioritization. Uh, There's an article uh, from the website yourstory.com, it's called Six Things Every Entrepreneur Must Do After Waking Up, and I'm someone who loves being up late and loves sleeping in. I'm a night owl, I've always been that way, Um, but I will say that the work that you do at night oftentimes is not as strong as what you can do during the day. So these are six things that I really need to focus on. And I have that episode, uh, I've, I've referenced it in several episodes, a sign next to my bed that my wife got me, and it's called. it says, wake up and be awesome. The be awesome part is supposed to be the motivator. But for me, oftentimes, the wake up is, a, is the motivator because I have such a hard time because I run myself ragged. Uh, for me, I'm a, I, I do theater, which keeps me up at night. 
I play music on the weekends as a professional musician, and I'm out till one or two in the morning, usually. Also, with real estate, it's it's one of those things where nothing's urgent until everything is. So I, oftentimes I'm up late trying to get things done, uh, you know, before the end of the day because you know you're you're outbidding somebody else or what have you. So getting up in the in the morning is difficult. Um, all the coffee in the world won't necessarily get you the focus that you need, but it's important that we not hit the snooze button. I often talk about Ryan Fletcher, Agent Marketing Syndicate, who's a a great mentor for me, even though we've never met. But he gets up 4.30 every morning and goes and writes, and I need to write, and I need to work on things. Um, even if it's just journaling or what have you. I'm not saying you have to write a blog every morning, but just getting your mind focused. For me, I like to get, sit down with a cup of coffee, a devotional, my Bible, get my head on straight. But unfortunately... My head starts spinning the moment I wake up of all the things I want to get done business-wise or all the things that I want to accomplish by the end of the day. It's hard to set yourself up for success in the day because you get started thinking about your day a little bit too soon. The number two thing they talk about in this article is start your day by setting goals. My wife is really good at this. Uh, And I've started to really enjoy it. But writing a list of things that you want to get done for the day, even if it's more things that you can realistically achieve, uh, maybe a a list of things that you want to achieve in the week would be easier because then you don't feel so bad if you don't cross off everything on that list. But once you know what needs to get done, you have to prioritize it. You have to say, okay, this needs to get done by this time in order to... um, you know, get done for, you know, I need to get this out by today because other people are waiting for it or whatever, however you want to figure it out. Prioritizing that work is really important. Uh, once, But you can't do that unless you write it out and see. Um, the, the, the next one is make the post-it your best friend. You write down, as you think of things, you need to write them down. You need to constantly be working through your your thought process, and oftentimes writing it down is really helpful. Leaving post-it notes for yourself, because I could get so sidetracked so easily. And I ask my wife all the time. She can ask me, like, Go, can you do X, Y, and Z today? And I forget completely. I need it written for me, because my mind, and the mind of, I'm sure, many entrepreneurs, we bounce from thing to thing. It's almost like this ADD, uh, ADHD type of thing. It's hard to stay on task. So having... A list, having notes for yourself to remind you where you're going to see them to keep you on task is really important. Here's where I'm guilty. It says avoid checking mail emails right away. My And everybody does this. Everybody grabs for their phone first thing in the morning and it's such a temptation to be like, oh, I want to make sure that there's nothing I have to respond to. But then you've already set your mind on the things that you're going to get to eventually anyway and you can't. Really focus, meditate to get your mind in the right spot. Um, as I said, you know, for me, it's hard for me to read the Bible and to and to pray in the morning to get my day started. If I look at my emails first, if I look at my Facebook first, so it's important that we kind of set a time where until you know what is it? You know, if if you're self-employed, you really have to time block. If you were working for a company, you wouldn't be. You know, if you had a nine to five job, whatever it is, 
you wouldn't be looking at your emails typically until you get to your office in your cubicle or whatever. So we really need to set a time. Okay, I'm not going to start responding or doing things until 8 a.m. So I, if I get up at 6 or 5.30, whatever it is, I have that time where I'm not officially on the clock to get myself ready. That doesn't mean that you can't prioritize your tasks and do all that kind of stuff, but you're not in the midst of it. You're not right in the nitty-gritty of your business because you can't you can't think clearly once you're in knee deep or 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 hip deep or whatever. This is probably the most important. They have it last in the article, but for me, I find myself and I never would have thought this cuz especially being someone who's been overweight their whole life, missing a meal was never an option for me. But once I became self-employed, all of a sudden eating, I would forget because you get so engrossed and you get excited about whatever project you're on. Whatever new idea that you have, you want to see it to the end. And all of a sudden, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten. And that sounds so startling. And hopefully, that's not the reason behind my weight loss. I like to think it's by the healthy choices I've been making and by the activity that I've been a part of. But eating breakfast. They always said breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And I never believed it. But it really is true. If you eat a good breakfast... And for me, showering in the morning, sometimes I can be like, I'm not going to see anybody today. I'm not going to shower. Or I don't deliberately say, I'm not going to shower like in defiance or anything, but I just get to work because I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm here. My work is on my lap. I'm going to get to it. Um, but eating breakfast, coffee, showering, getting yourself dressed, getting ready for the day really helps your mental capacity to actually tackle those things. So I found that really interesting, that article, and I found it really helpful, and I'm really going to set out to apply these things to my life because you can really fall into a a rut of a haphazard approach to your day when you're self-employed, when you're an entrepreneur. And the best entrepreneurs, the most successful, have a routine. They get up. They work hard. So as much as we like the flexibility that we have – And people probably think that I just sit around in my underwear all day and do nothing and just watch the business grow. And that's not true at all. Most of my waking hours are dedicated to thinking about what I'm going to be doing. I will say that I probably spend more time in my underwear than I probably should. But that's not, you know, that's for another discussion. But um, I want to focus on this. Waking up and being awesome. It's important because if... I believe we're all uniquely wired to be awesome in our own way, but we have to maximize that. We have to prioritize work. We have to take advantage of the opportunities when we have downtime, when we're not actively in the mix and and working on our day-to-day business. We need to be resting our mind, investing uh, in our education and in improving our skills Sometimes just investing in our family, man, that's that's got to be a priority. And I, I need to make it more of a priority in my own life, to be honest with you. So hopefully this has been helpful to you guys. Remember to wake up and tackle the day. Don't let the day get a hold of you. Don't let life happen to you. Take charge. Be awesome. Until next time, I encourage you, To find out how you can be more authentic, how you can relate to people, how you can be generous with your time, talent, and treasure, 
how you can be a real person who meets real needs. I'd love to hear from you. You can go on my website, realpersonrealneeds.com, to check out the past episodes of the Real Person Real Needs podcast. You can also send me a voicemail right on my website. It's right in the bottom right-hand corner. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question for me that you'd like me to address on the podcast, I encourage you to do that there. You can also go to six the number six wordsbook.com to download your free guide how to turn your passion into your purpose. Until next time, be real, keep it real. Thanks for listening and Godspeed. I could